0: Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, where we are talking about six steps to make your plans in life, in midlife, more fun. This is actually a concept I've been thinking about a lot lately. Ever since I heard someone talk about it last year, I was fascinated by it. So that is what we're talking about today. I think the key to making your plans more fun is the electric idea of amplification, but applied to your actual life, no matter how old you are. Pretty cool idea, right? That is where we're going today. Okay, let's dive in. Today, we're talking about six steps to make your midlife plans more fun. And what I'm really talking about is how to amplify. Now, what do you think I mean by that? Well, when you look up the actual word amplify, it means to make it more intense or to turn up the volume. You might even say things like amp it up or something like that. Now, I bet you can see where I'm going with this. Using the word amplification this way puts the responsibility for your experiences on you in terms of your enjoyment. Not someone else, but you. You can turn up the volume when it comes to your life. So as I mentioned, when I first heard about this idea, it was in relationship to the top 10 days of the year concept mentioned in episode 78. Now, I've mentioned this episode several times because there were so many things in it that are relevant to what I think is important to talk about. The idea there was that if you sense you're experiencing a top 10 day, you can also make it better by amplifying the pleasurable effect. In the moment. So if you sense something awesome is about to happen, you can go, oh my God, how can I make it better? That was that concept. So why might you do this? It's a great question. Not to compete, not to teach yourself a lesson or prove anything, but just for the pure pleasure. And you can do this at any point, but the idea is that you notice something great is happening in the moment. And you make a big effort to make it even greater. What I mean is taking something that's good and making it, like I said, way better. You're going to amp it up. So for today's show, I want to explore this concept a little more when it comes to amplifying planning as well as amplifying the moment. I love the idea of amping up your plans because if there's one thing I know about Women in the Middle is that we love plans. We love to make plans. We like to make lists. We love to buy planners. We love to plan more things than we have time to do. Guilty as charged. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't say we're amazing about and with our planners, but simply that we love planning. So I know you're listening and probably thinking, oh, good, the planner I wanted is on sale and this show will give me a reason to buy it. (laughs) I'll add it to my collection. Here's the thing. Planning is fun. It's the way you can safely nurture and create dreams. And it's a way that you can get things done. But notice that when I talked about planning and nurturing dreams, I said safely I use that word because you don't have to take action when your dream is simply written down, perhaps decorated with colored markers and a fun little sticker. The thing about dreams is that they're often something you may feel disconnected to at this age and stage in your life. You've just come out of a 20-year whirlwind of time that you're having trouble comprehending anyway with questions like, where did the time go? And I can't believe I'm this old. I catch myself thinking that stuff for sure. And the big question you might be asking yourself is, who am I now that I don't have everyone else's needs and structure to guide my own plans? A lot of focus tends to be placed on the empty nest crowd when it comes to your changing structure in a family. That once the kids leave, you no longer have the school and the kid activity structure to guide your own schedule, right? Like either you're driving kids around or you're loaning a car so that they can drive themselves around, any way you cut it, there's a structure that revolves around the kids. And while this is totally true, I've had many clients hit a midlife funk who don't have kids. I even wrote a blog once called Kids Aren't Required for Your Nest to Feel Empty. And if you're curious about that, just head over to the show notes and you can find the link there. When you don't have kids, the emptiness thing can feel a little different, but there's still something to it. It's not so much about anyone leaving the home or the nest, but if you expand the meaning of nest to that homey type of feeling instead, something that is foundational in your life, your base, then it totally makes sense. What I hear from these child-free clients is that they often feel like they're anchored with responsibilities like taking care of their aging parents. And these kind of anchors, these responsibilities, create that same sort of feeling when the obligation ends. I like to think of it as going from being tethered to being untethered. That anchor changes, moves, or disappears. Now, both groups, people who have kids, people who don't have kids, complain about something else. The whole being at your job too long problem. Can you relate to that one? But when you think about the feeling, it's the same. It's another untethered feeling. That anchor that you've been relying on for so long is no longer either there or it's no longer compelling anymore. Now, my friend, I absolutely love thinking about our age and stage like this, and here's why. Let's look at the definition of untethered. An untethered animal isn't tied to anything, so it's free to move in a large area. Like if you had two untethered dogs and a bunch of seniors in a living room, it might not be a good idea because it could get chaotic with the dogs jumping up or seniors becoming unstable because of dogs running around. It also means quite simply not staying or forced to stay in one particular place. So now think about what that could mean for you. You can feel untethered at this age and stage because of a lot of things, like having kids who are now less dependent or perhaps not even dependent off the payroll, as I like to say. You could also feel untethered because you might have more flexibility with your home commitments, like not cooking dinner every night, for example. If you've gone through a long period of time caring for senior parents, you may also feel untethered after they've passed. I've heard this from several women in my community. There's another way too. Your ideas about your future can also be untethered, not tied down or held back with this change in mindset about your new reality, about what's possible. And that's really what I want to bring your attention to, making plans like this. Remember, you're untethered, so you're free to move around physically and mentally, and you have the ability to amplify, which means you can make your plans more intense. That is, you can turn up the volume a bit. It's a beautiful combination, right? Way better than framing planning as a bucket list, I think. I I can't stand that whole bucket list idea. A bucket list is thinking about what you want to do, planning in the context of running out of time to do it. I do not like that. This is thinking about more amped up plans, plans that are more intense, more meaningful, with more volume. Are you with me? Think of it this way. If you're planning a vacation, you might be satisfied that you save the money, block the time, and make it happen. But what if you amplified What would your vacation look like if you took the time and mental energy to really see what you could create for yourself? How could you make it even better and more joyful? And it doesn't have to be a vacation. It could be the grocery store, running errands, even your bedtime routine. Things don't have to be the way they are. You don't have to just settle with adequate or okay. You don't have to just get there or just get by you, my friend, can max your midlife. You can amp it up. Actually, I did just this with the California retreat I planned and hosted recently. It was a perfect example of what I'm talking about. It was called Focus and Reach. The first way I amplified was picking the venue for the retreat. We weren't sitting around in a hotel meeting room, that's for sure. In fact, we were in a swanky mid-century modern classic home with a pool and amazing scenery. When it comes to retreats, one of the things that I'm always looking for is a comfortable place to sit, not around fold-out chairs, not around a table for the whole time. And this place had a beautiful couch that could accommodate everybody, and I just thought, that made such a difference. This place also had a beautiful place to sit outside so we could go inside and outside and do our work seamlessly. Like the weather was perfect. It really didn't matter where we were sitting. What mattered to me was that we were sitting somewhere completely comfortable and beautiful. Now, let me back up a bit. The idea for the retreat in California started with a simple thought when I was in San Diego, A couple of months ago, it was beautiful to be in San Diego, as you can imagine, and I was at a Susan Hyatt uh, event, and I love Susan Hyatt, and I love her events, (laughs) and the thought occurred to me in October that I hate winter, and winter is coming. Now, I live in Toronto, so it's a thing for me to start feeling bummed about the winter, even before it's terrible. I actually love the fall, (laughs) but it was occurring to me, uh uh-oh, here we go. Then another thought popped into my brain. And you know, when thoughts go popping around into your brain, the better you get at watching your thoughts, the more easy a time you'll have of catching them when they pop in. So the thought was, and this might not be a big deal for you, but it was a big thought for me. I can plan a retreat for my one-year mastermind, 50 Unplugged, that's someplace warm. I could actually do that. Now, I felt gleeful. I felt giddy. I could do something like this. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't need to ask anybody's permission. I need to ask the women in my mastermind if they think it's a good idea, if they would enjoy something like that. But I had the thought and I could do it. It was possible. It didn't occur to me before to host a retreat in a location that would get me out of the snow. But now it did and I couldn't stop thinking about it. (laughs) So now that my retreat location was untethered from The cold and dreary confines of January in Toronto, I was set to amplify. I needed to plan activities that were based on a relevant theme. Of course, I couldn't resist picking the theme focus in 2020. (laughs) I mean, come on, clear vision and all. It's perfect, but I wanted more. So I started to think and think some more. (laughs) It was a lot of thinking. I had a big flip chart and sticky notes everywhere with ideas and possible schedules. I wanted yoga integrated somehow too, and I wanted to bring in the vision board concept in some creative way. Also, in coaching, I love to get clients to think about their future selves when thinking about planning what they want. In other words, it's great to ask yourself, who do I need to become to do all of the things that I want to do? Because if you were that person now, (laughs) you would be doing those things. So I had a couple activities for that too. But let's get back to the venue. I really believe that picking a venue is critical. I wanted a beautiful space with a pool. I couldn't stop thinking about yoga around the pool. And I bring my best friend from high school, Karen, in for yoga. So that's a way I amplify the event for me personally to spend some time with my bestie. Um, but she's amazing. And so when I think about yoga around the pool, when I was planning with palm trees, I was thinking about her being there too. I wanted the venue to be special, to be memorable. Something kind of fancy, right? Like, you know what I mean? Something a little different um, with a beautiful view and a beautiful space. So that all worked out. Now, as I was planning, I was thinking, so far so good. Almost everything is falling into place. But I pushed myself to amplify. How could I amplify the experience even more? How could I make it even more memorable and more intense? How could I turn up the volume on this already amazing weekend retreat? So one thing that's super fun in my job is to figure out my personal brand. So what is it about coaching with me that is uniquely me? I mean, I am, I like to think I'm funny. I like to laugh at myself. I like to laugh a lot, but we're dealing with serious topics. So I love that I work hard to figure out how to integrate that perspective and humor and compassion in with the, you know, very serious work that we're doing about helping people amp up their lives and helping amazing women in the middle focus on what they can do so they can get excited about their lives. Um, but what I really want to ask myself, what, how, what can I offer that expresses what I really think is important and really cool? How can I integrate that? So that's all I needed to ask myself to help me amplify my retreat plans even more. Now, if you're a listener to this podcast, you know, I love animals, nature, creativity, and nature photography. That was the key to the rest of this amplification effort. Now, I'm telling you all of these details because I know that you can apply this kind of thinking to your own plans. And like I said, your own plans don't have to be making a retreat. It doesn't have to be a giant plan. It could be a smaller plan. It could be your vacations, or it could be something you do on the regular that you just want to get more joy from and have more pleasure. So as I mentioned earlier, I set the theme of my retreat to focus and reach. Focus on what you want to create and then reach for the shifts you need to make to do what you want to do. We did a visioning exercise with a really creative take on a vision board and then the yoga. We did mat yoga and chair yoga with some music and dance as well. And dancing in a chair, super fun. And the music was amazing. Uh, it helped us reach for sure. And my friend, the yoga instructor, surprised me by a little amplification effort of her own when she realized that one of my favorite songs that she was able to include um in the dance yoga, in the chair yoga. And I was thrilled. It was such a pleasure to do yoga to that music. So that song you might be interested to know is Beyond the Sea. By Bobby Darren. Oh my God. I listened to that song and I just smile. So imagine a beautiful pool and palm trees and us in chairs around the pool, um, doing this beautiful dance with the yoga. It really helped us reach for sure. And I actually teared up when we did it, but when I was planning it, I didn't know that that music was going to be part of the event, but this activity really did help us reach, but that's not all. On the second day we spent time with one animal that is absolutely expert when it comes to reaching. That animal my friend is the giraffe. Off we went to the Living Desert Zoo and Gardens where they have the most amazingly beautiful grounds to watch giraffes. This amazing place is located in Palm Desert. It's a botanical garden in the Sonoran Desert of the Coachella Valley and the Santa Rosa Mountain foothills and That backdrop, that amount of space, it's so expansive and the giraffes live there. They live in that massive picturesque space with rolling hills, palm trees, and that backdrop of mountains. It is absolutely stunning. It's a lot of land. It's huge. And you just have the opportunity to watch giraffes. For a small fee, though, you can also feed lettuce to any of the giraffes that choose to come by the feeding station. We learned all about this endangered species, too, because of the focus at the Living Desert on conservation research, habitat protection, breeding programs, and education around the world, as well as in its own community. Uh, I've never had an opportunity like this to watch so many natural giraffe behaviors up close like that. Um... And, you know, I love photography, so I had the extra benefit of zooming in on my pictures when I got home. Their eyelashes are so beautiful, and their tongues are quite unique. They're really long and have this blue-black color. As a species, giraffes are in serious trouble and under threat of extinction. So please do what you can to learn about them and support conservation efforts for sure. Um, it's really no joke with giraffes. Anyway, one of the other things that's amazing about the Living Desert is that there are trails in the desert. The desert area that's the property of the Living Desert is a nature preserve that you can walk and hike. There are three different distances that you can choose. It is just fabulous. So when I learned about this, I knew it was another amplification opportunity. I thought, how can I make this plan Even better. How can I turn up the volume on the experience and make it really unique? Perhaps once in a lifetime. And the answer was yoga in the desert. Plenty of space. (laughs) No mats or anything. We weren't going to schlep that around, but just beautiful stretching and reaching in an incredibly stunning area. The surroundings were so special. It was rough. It was desert, right? The weather also cooperated, though, as it was a bit cloudy. It was perfect so that it didn't get too hot. And then the nature trails were memorable. It was just such a memorable way to experience the beauty of the Coachella Valley, the beauty of the retreat. We got out into nature, which is something I miss terribly whenever I am stuck inside too long. It was amazing. The pictures are amazing, too. And there was one more thing. I thought it would be cool to take some time in the desert and complete one of the coaching worksheets that I prepared about reaching to become that future self that you need to become to focus on the outcomes that you want to create. Now, I spent a lot of time on the phone with the staff at the Living Desert to make sure I could find a place, but I didn't know exactly where I could find that picnic table that I knew I'd be looking for, right? (laughs) The picnic tables are scattered around the property, But right when we were walking off the trail, it was kind of like, ta-da, there was one right there. I couldn't believe it. And one of the women in my group, I said, you know, now I want to find a picnic table. And she's like, hey, we just passed one. I didn't even notice it. It even had a bit of a gazebo covering. It was pretty rough, like we were still out there in the desert, but it was a picnic table and we all got a chance to sit and had some shade. We had the perfect place to have a little snack and do the worksheet, which was about writing some poetry uh, to really take us in to thinking creatively about our future selves. Amplification, successful. So I was planning all of that. I had no idea exactly how it would turn out, (laughs) but I spent the time on the planning. I really pushed myself to consider thinking, how can I make this better? How can I make it more memorable? And that's the point. I really want you to consider doing that for yourself. So what might the concept of untethering and amplification mean for you and your midlife plans? It can really change the way you think about what options are available to you. You can start where you are now, of course, noticing that you may have to make more of a concerted effort to plan your future, to make plans for your day to make plans for your week, to make plans for anything. But I know you love planning. I know about those planners. (laughs) I know that they're lurking on your desk or in a nearby bookshelf. There's actually six steps that I want to talk to you about. And that was actually step one to amplifying your midlife. You need to embrace that it's your responsibility to plan your exciting life. Really think about this. You can't wait for someone else to take the lead or make it exciting. When you're learning and practicing how your own thinking creates your results, you see that it's on you. (laughs) Do you think this is good news or bad news? If you think it's bad news, consider to do some thought work to ask yourself why. Really take a look at that. Okay, step two is to brainstorm whatever it is you're planning. Keep asking yourself, how can I make this more fun, more meaningful, more exciting, more memorable, more joyful? more pleasurable. Resist the urge to just do it faster, move on. Just get it done, right? That's how we are. How many things can I cram into the day? How many things can I put on my list? Plan in advance so that you have some time to really own it and create the experience you want on purpose. Step three is to think about how you can sprinkle a bit of your personality and style onto what you're planning. What's important to you? What would make your plan a 10 for you? understand what you need to pump up the volume on your life and your joy. Even tea. Like if you're a tea drinker, what can you do to amplify your tea drinking experience on a regular day? Is it buying fancy tea? Is it making a beautiful place to sip your tea? Is it making sure you have a really nice blankie to put on your lap? Do you like to read and drink tea at the same time? Is it Is it the the cup? Do you have a special cup or are there some special mugs that you really love to drink tea out of? All of those things. That's just a simple example. Like I said, it could be planning something big or planning something small. Then step four is to imagine how you want to feel when you're living this plan. Imagine your emotions, your feelings are what drive all of your behavior. They are related. So it's important to understand what you want to feel on purpose. Step five is to think carefully how you would have to think to feel that feeling. This step can't be taken for granted. Your thoughts create your feelings. Thoughts are optional. So why not make sure your thinking supports the feelings you want to feel? Again, they are related. And step six is to appreciate and enjoy your effort. Be proud. Pride is such a great feeling. Celebrate your ability to create what you want in your life at the level that makes you giddy with excitement. So my friend, are you up for some amplification? It's a cool option when you're planning and also when you're experiencing something awesome. Really, why not make something good even more great? There's no downside as far as I can tell. (laughs) and it's fun. I believe having more fun is an honorable goal. All right. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck and live your best life because there is way more fun to be had. If you want to finally focus on getting unstuck, like step on the gas already, there's no better mechanism, no better way when you know you're meant for more like this and you're wasting valuable time than to move forward with the community of women just like you. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and create your exciting next chapter. I want to invite you to apply to the Women in the Middle Academy. It's a six-month coaching program where you get all the support you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast. But more importantly, you get expert coaching, curriculum, and a community to get clear about what you want so that you don't have regrets. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. Go ahead and apply. Just fill out the quick and easy application when you book your momentum call and we'll have a quick chat. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.suzyrosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and you'll see the episodes there. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week.